Welcome to the Adventure Mechanics. I'm Chandler. I'm Devin. And I'm Tom. And today we'll be talking about probably our first mainline AAA series, or at least one entry in said series, Forza Horizon 4. For those that don't know what Forza Horizon is, it's an open world racing game set in England, right? Scotland uh, yeah. is four is uh, set in Scotland, yeah. Uh I think it's kind of the UK. Yeah, it's, it's sort of UK ish, but I mean Edinburgh is like oh, the main Edinburgh is very city, much so Scotland. So it's yeah. like it's always kind of been like, well, if we do go into the northern part of England, you know, anyway, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's set in that fictional Great Britain area. Yeah, I don't know what else to really say about it. I has a number of extra things on top of it, but at the core of it, it's a racing game for both console and PC. With like crossplay. With yeah. Oh, it has crossplay. I didn't know that. <laughs> yep, it has crossplay. <laughs> well, it makes perfect sense. Yeah, PC players don't have an advantage in this racing game. That's for sure. None. Yeah, it's actually one of the few platforms where you can do crossplay, and there's literally no difference. In fact, I play on PC. With an Xbox controller, so <laughs> truly no advantage. <laughs> yeah, I actually found it easier to play on with the controller as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Forza Horizon 4 was released in October of 2018 for Windows and Xbox One. So we're talking about a relatively recent AAA title. And it's developed by Playground Games, which is, amusingly enough based out of the UK as well. Their parent company, what is it? Turn 10 Studios. Turn 10 Studios. Acquired Playground Games, and, well, I think they actually spun them up, but Playground Games actually came from the pedigree of, like, Need for Speed and some of the alumni from that. So they had a very strong history of racing. So it's, like, the ideal developer for an open world racing game obviously this is published by microsoft since it's on the uh it's one of their mainline titles for the xbox series of consoles and windows 10 specifically and it's one of their exclusive titles as well uh yes with an asterisk Yeah. yeah yeah originally it was on xbox only and it was meant to be a their exclusive competition to gran turismo Yep, it's kind of interesting because that part of the story is for Forza Street. Uh, Forza Motorsport was the very first one. And ironically, now soon to be the last one with exactly the same name. Definitely not confusing at all. But anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, At least when other developers do that, they usually acquired the IP. They don't just pirate their old titles like that infuriating but (laughs) that's neither here nor there so forza motorsports is the mainline series horizon is the open world version of it and i believe there's also a uh mobile version which is um uh, you know in the we don't talk about that (laughs) okay well (laughs) there's nominally a mobile version as well but for the purposes of (laughs) for the purposes of this podcast 
we're just going to be talking about Forza Horizon 4, a game that we all ended up playing, some of us more so than others. <laughs> uh, yeah, there, there's a possibility that the reason that we're talking about this is because this is the game that I have. It's it's my my game. It's my main game. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> 500 and some odd hours into it. I I have games like that too. I'm not judging. <laughs> but which we will likely cover. Uh undoubtedly. Undoubtedly. Forza Horizon 4 is kind of an evolutionary step of the Horizon series. Just out of curiosity, I kind of looked back at some of the older titles and for what I can see, although the locations and vehicles change, the main core of the game has pretty much been there since the first release of the sub-series. Wow. Yeah. Um, if you want, I can give you a, a very brief like overhead view of kind of the history of the series. Sure, go ahead. There is, and as an aside before I do this, if, if any of you guys want more information on the, on the history, Donut Media does a really interesting podcast that dives deep into the history of racing games, and a not insignificant amount of that is focused on the Forza series. Forza was released to compete, of course, like I said earlier, with Gran Turismo, and came out in 2005, I believe. I think May of 2005? That sounds about right. And originally it was just supposed to be a relatively hardcore simulation game, at least hardcore for 2005. And that ticked along until as and they've made a bunch of those i think they're now on their eighth iteration of that game but the first horizon series came out in 2012 so the series in general is it's recent by the standards that we measure that <laughs> um and it was the first one it's actually the first of its kind game which was a open world racing game so as with i mean there's a lot of open world racing games but they tend to be extremely arcadey mm-hmm. and Forza Horizon series is the first open-world racing game with a physics engine based in simulation first, arcade second. Um, so it is probably, I think it's accurate to say it's the most simulator-esque uh, open-world racer in existence. And as far as I know, there's not really any competition for it in that specific definition. But yeah, so it came out in 2012. And uh, first game was released, you play through Colorado, uh, which happens to be where the adventure mechanics are based. So it's yep. kind of cool <laughs> that it, it was our state. There's some recognizable landmarks and stuff that you can drive around to, so that's kind of neat. And then each progressing game has been in various different locations, including Australia. I think there was one in France. Um, obviously, the UK is the current one. And rumors are that the new one might be Japan, which would be pretty interesting. Um but it is, it is a pretty important game in the, uh, the racing genre, just because, like I said, it's kind of a monolith. There's not much else like it. So it's had some pretty big impacts. But anyway, that's a very brief overview. If you want more depth, definitely check out Donut Media's podcast. They do a really, really interesting deep dive on it. Oh, well, <laughs> thanks for... He's back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for uh, doing that part. So kind of the story of the horizon series in general revolves around the idea of a music festival except instead of music it's cars that's yeah. like the entire thing you go around and race in 
various types of racing from rally to off-roading to dirt racing to street racing to all the other types of races that are in there coupled drag racing drifting yeah Yeah. there's a lot there's a lot Mm -hmm. yeah you're pretty spot on when you say it's a simulator because like the first couple hours of playing this i couldn't help but think of like microsoft flight simulator (laughs) (laughs) which is interesting but it's got all the other things around this core of the game as well but i'll talk about that in a little bit but the kind of story like it there's not a whole lot of story to this it's you've come to this festival to race and you race and you're trying to become the number one driver in the festival if you're following the original storylines and to be fair the first second and third release in this series have a little more story than the fourth one did not that it's that much or that deep or anything i mean literally it's like become the number one driver good job uh (laughs) but i think by the fourth release they were kind of like our completely paper thin story is clearly not super important to the gameplay so they i won't say they dropped it but they got very close um they didn't tell it to the voice actors that's for fucking sure oh there's so many voice actors in these games so many and they're good yeah 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 Lots of love went into this. Yeah. Top tier voice acting. Just throwing that out right now. But So the last game, last racing game that I played that was even remotely similar to this was an old Xbox original game called SRS, Street Racing Syndicate, which had a get to the top of the racing thing as well, but... I'm glad that Forza has more respect for women than SRS did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. SRS was aimed at male teenagers. Yep. And it sold decently well, if memory serves, uh, to that demographic. SRS was like a, a knockoff midnight club. And uh, <laughs> it was more horny. yeah i will say srs holds a special place in my heart because my moniker that i use on youtube and all over all kinds of social media which is tamikaze came from srs oh because i completely forgot about that yep yep (laughs) i came up with tamikaze in the basement your basement in high school because srs had a mechanic where you could put it had to be seven digits because it had to fit on a license plate, and that was your gamer name, and it would be on your license plate in your cars. And um, in fairness, <laughs> up until recently in Forza, I just changed it like a month ago, but I've been using Tamikaze ever since. And still in Forza, my license plate on my car says Tamikaze, because nostalgia. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> That's so funny. I literally just change it randomly when I feel like it. <laughs> I don't but know, the... you've been... You've been JC for a long time. Oh, no, no. The license plate. I've oh, been the JC, license plate. Yeah, yours is car, which I love. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I originally playing Forza, it gave you the option to make a custom plate, and it just said Horizon on it. So I took off the H-O and the O-N, and I just had Rice, R-I-Z on it. And I was just driving Japanese cars, which was poor taste, but I found amusing. Uh, and then I finally just changed it to car because I, you know, realized this was a multiplayer game. And I don't want to offend other people, 
with yeah. a really stupid joke on a car. So and and in fairness, if if you're not a car person, which I would understand if you're listening to our podcast, Rice does tend to refer to Japanese cars, and so I, I suppose there is a bit of a, a racist component to it. But it really is mm-hmm. not necessarily meant to be racist. A racer is in the car community someone who plasters enormous wings huge decals lots of lights and all the hokey things on their car and basically someone who has like a really tacky car (laughs) is a ricer and these days it applies to weirdly dodges more often than anything (laughs) in my experience it has transcended its racist origin (laughs) that's kind of funny and problematic at the same time (laughs) indeed (laughs) so i i don't i never actually had a consistent uh, license plate on my car while playing this besides car because it's just one of those stupid humor jokes like oh what what which car is yours the one that says car (laughs) why i don't know it's just funny to me i think it's funny it's it prevents confusion (laughs) what are you driving car (laughs) oh thank god i thought it was a motorcycle Oh, don't don't tease me like that. So there's really not a huge amount of story in this game. And the kind of core of this game is a pretty solid racing game that has all of the quality of life improvements that you would expect from a mainline game like Forza. So I guess the question is, why would we want to talk about it? It's an incredibly polished game. And it has a decent soundtrack, which, you know, your mileage may vary, but it's still a really well done soundtrack. Yep. Kind of goes along with the music festival thing they've got going on. Yeah. And it's really well polished throughout. I mean, with a hundred contractors to say nothing of the core team of this game, you expect a whole lot of polish and they do not disappoint on that. Let me tell you. Why do we want to talk about it? Well, that's mostly because of the other things they put on top of this. Because the core of the game really hasn't changed much, right? Like, Yeah, pretty much since Horizon, the first one released, it, the base core of the game is, is the same. You could go from Horizon 4 that's right now and jump all the way back to Horizon and you would recognize a lot. And it would feel extremely similar. And part of that, I think, is because the first game really captured some magic. They bottled lightning. It is a great game. And they've just polished and polished and polished until that lightning was seen for miles. It's so shiny. (laughs) It's grease lightning. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) There you go. I like that. That, Mm -hmm. that, That's the one car reference that I'll actually be able to put into this. (laughs) Aside from Tom being huge into this... The reason yeah. I wanted to talk about it was because of the arcadey and a little bit more uh, insidious additions that they put into specifically Horizon 4. Because this is a pretty polished game, but you're not going to get somebody playing 500 hours in a racing game unless there's something else there or you have a lot of content. I mean, you can... It's, I will say it's really easy to get a bunch of, like, really hardcore, like, big-time car guys, specifically people who are into driving, to play hundreds upon hundreds, if not thousands of hours into a basic racing game. 
this does it in a different way. It's not what you would think. For the average player, you don't expect them to play 100 hours in this game. Yeah. Because, you know, I had fun with SRS, and I put about 30 hours into that total. And I had fun with Horizon 4, and I have about 30 hours in it total, and I probably won't touch it much beyond this. So why is it interesting to me? (laughs) Well, the interesting part about this is the other things that they put into it which is the extra DLC, which, you know, that war of consumer versus publisher has long since been lost in favor of the publisher. In Horizon 4, they have both the Lego and, what do they call it? Fortune Island. Fortune Island, which are, from what I've seen, pretty solid additions to the game. Both of them totally... I, I think they're worth what you pay for them. They add a lot of gameplay and a lot more fun locations and really did increase the, the replayability of the game. I, I don't find them to be offensive DLC, and I'm the kind of person who usually gets kind of annoyed with DLC. So, like, pay $3 for a different colored shirt. Yeah, no. <laughs> Go to hell. <laughs> you say that, but they also do have that obnoxious dlc in this game of oh here's six cars for 18 dollars what they tend to do packs to be fair they tend to do packs of around six to eight cars and they're usually about five dollars or you can i think uh, five or six and then usually you can buy one car at a time for a dollar 99 but there's not much of that i think if you added up all of the dlc cars you'd have about 30 cars and in a game of about 650 to 700 cars that you get with the game regardless the ratio is not bad actually not at all they threw a few in there but i haven't bought any of them i don't really all the cars they've released i kind of don't care about i don't use them (laughs) you you say that but i did uh take a look at those and one of the car packs is the uh top gear car pack hmm which you probably ended up with when you purchased some deluxe version or something. Yeah. So they do have that in this game. If that bugs you, obviously bugs me too, but that's not the worst part of this game, (laughs) at least to me. The biggest thing for me is the entire game is fully playable without buying that stuff. You, you won't miss out on much. Um, which I think is the way DLC should be done. It either needs to be a big expansion pack, which is what, like, Fortune Island and Lego are, or it needs to be, like, fluff that only a few people are going to care about and the rest of us probably won't. So, It's not like they're putting their top-tier cars behind a paywall. You no, can still play with the top X-class, I think. You can yeah. get a car up to X-class and play with that. And all, all of the fastest cars in the entire game, like the ones that are the most sought-after, are included in the base game yeah um, it's mostly like uh if you're a fanboy for a specific car you can go buy one of the dlcs or something but yeah which in all honesty if you're doing a simulation game that's a reasonable ask yeah because they do put a lot of effort into those cars yeah but some of the other things that they do are less good <laughs> i guess So if you don't have the expansion packs of the Legos and the Fortune Island, 
every week or so. I haven't really been able to nail down how often, but at some regularity, they will show you an unskippable ad for it and then be like, hey, yeah. you have to acknowledge that you've seen this ad before we can let you play. Which, you yeah. know, for a $60 game seems really annoying. It is. Pissed me off. That is, I fully agree with you on that. Yeah, $80 if you buy those packs, but you won't be seeing that in that case because you've already bought them. Why do they need to advertise to you? One could argue that this entire concept of branded cars in a racing simulator is pretty much just an advertisement for cars in general and accessories as well, because there's a lot of tires that I didn't even bother looking at because that's not what I get into. But it's aimed at simulating that. Yeah, (laughs) It works. It works. I'm telling you. So, I mean, like, these are all mild annoyances, but... In the context of a simulation game, that's okay. One of the things that's less okay that they put into the game is the concept of spinning a wheel to win and kind of making a whole bunch of different Skinner boxes to keep you playing, like almost to try and make this a lifestyle game. And it is a lifestyle game, to be fair. I've done a lot of thinking about that, and I I realize that is what they're aiming at, and I think they're hitting it. I've never really been one for, like, most games I play a short period of time, and I kind of get bored with it. Forza Horizon 4 is the first game that I have just come... I, I play multiple times every single week, and I log in every week to make sure I can get all of the weekly challenges done and get all the stuff because they're adding new content every single week and you get new cars and you know new skins for your character and all of the stuff that comes with a typical lifestyle game and this is the first game that's ever drawn me into that where i'm like i get excited i i, I wait for releases and i get oh you know yes they added this car hell yeah all right we're, you know i get my friends together we're gonna play we're gonna get that car so I think they have succeeded. <laughs> well, they've succeeded, but if they just added that content in as a challenge, which, mm-hmm. to be fair, a lot of it is as a challenge and not as a necessarily a Skinner box, they do have those in here, to be absolutely clear. But if that little bit of random reinforcement of like, oh, this car came in, are you interested in it? and you have to work for it, would you still be playing this game? Probably not. I'd pick it up periodically, but I think that's that's what keeps me coming back, is the idea that every week the content changes. I think the other piece of it is, it has a system in it where it, it does uh, uh, seasons, so every week is a new season. And by season, I mean like seasons of the year. It'll be spring, summer, fall, winter. And as because every day that you play is a little different and you have new challenges and it's it's constantly evolving it doesn't get stale like a lot of other racing games i've played typically i put in 50 100 200 hours something like that and i'm kind of like cool i've got most of the stuff i'm i'm a hardcore car guy big 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 time gearhead car guy that is my life And video games that are about cars rarely pull me in for very long because after I've played them for a while, I kind of go, neat, I did the thing, and I'm done. Um, The fact that the the devs of this game are constantly adding content, like, literally every week there's new stuff, um, 
has made it a lifestyle game for me where every single week I'm playing it. I'm committed every week to make sure I play enough to get through the what they call the season playlist. Uh, or festival playlist, sorry, festival playlist, to make sure I get all the new content. So it's a method that works. And I will say that is new to Horizon 4. That is the one piece of innovation that they did do for this particular game. Uh, 1 through 3 did not have that. Once you played through the main storyline and got all the stuff, you it just does the typical racing game thing. Dumps you into a world and says, hey, if you want to go hang out with your friends and race have at but we're kind of hands off at this point so their method works <laughs> oh it does work but one of the problems that i have with lifestyle games like this is with that random reinforcement and in some ways the dopamine hit of the wheel spins which probably for you don't really mean anything but that was oh, like fully the, meaningless that was like the <laughs> thing that really stood out when i uh, started playing this game because you do it, and it's like, oh, we're gambling. What? So, to explain, because I, I think it's probably a good idea to explain what the wheel spin actually is. What you get is, after you've... I don't know. There's various ways to earn wheel spins. If you get enough experience points and you level up, you'll get a wheel spin. If you complete a challenge, they have weekly challenges, and there's challenges that are part of the festival playlist that'll unlock wheel spins. If you do any of those things, you'll get a wheel spin. In fairness, all of the wheel spins are are monetarily free. You earn them in-game only. That's the only way to get them. There's no way to buy wheel spins, um, which I do think is a good idea. I don't like the gambling concept in games. And what wheel spins do, they're kind of fun when you first start playing the game because it'll either, you'll spin the wheel, it's like, what do you call those things? And What is it called? Uh, you'll pull the lever, it spins, casino... Uh, a one-armed bandit slot machine <laughs> sorry slot machine i'm like why is this not coming to me anyway um, I, I had to get you there somehow <laughs> yeah so it's it's a it's a slot machine effectively and so you you pull the thing and it it spins the wheel and then you'll either get money which is for the game in use in game or you'll get like a piece of clothing for your your drive avatar drive avatars are your little character that sits in your car and and cruises around and you can dress them up which i've always thought is i guess it's cool it's kind of strange as a car guy i'm kind of like i don't care but either way you know your that's, mileage may vary <laughs> that's a direct appeal to more casual players absolutely i would say that's true but yes yeah, so you'll get some kind of clothing accessory or you can get cars when you first start playing, they're way more important because sometimes you get really good cars or, like, literally you can win a million in-game credits, which is game-changing in the beginning. So they get really exciting. I will say, after you've played the game even a moderate amount, they begin to become meaningless. Money is meaningless very quickly in, into the game. The game, it throws money at you. Like, it's not growing on trees. Like, it's a weed, and they're trying to get rid of it. <laughs> you get you drown in money in this game and cars are thrown at you left and right i think the main goal of the game is to just fill up your garage as quickly as possible and uh the clothing stuff is is somewhat meaningless either way the only way you can get the clothing is by either doing specific challenges or the wheel spins I think there's a way you can buy them using Forzathon points, which is a whole other system. But in any case, 
the wheel spins are really exciting in the very beginning of the game and then like very rapidly lose their appeal and become just like I, I sometimes will have 30 or 40 wheel spins stocked up because I just do not care <laughs> so I mean that's entirely fair so they aren't important. I w- that is the one. My main point of all of this is that, as uh, un- unlike a lot of other games where you have these gambling components, and it's game changing when you get the components, and it can be the difference between winning and losing a match. And so people will dump tons of money and time into getting those gambling things and get majorly addicted. The way I think Forza does it right is it's just a fluff thing. It's it's not. It does not change anything. Any of the cars you get in a wheel spin, you can totally get anywhere else. You can buy them in the auction house. You can buy them from the dealership thing that they've got. There's nothing that you're going to get from a wheel spin that is that is special, except for maybe clothing items, which are complete fluff in the game. <laughs> they have no impact on anything whatsoever. So I don't think that this is... While I agree with Chandler that the gambling thing is a problem, I, I don't think that Forza is, is as egregious as most others. Well, it's still a problem, and it is kind of indicative of some of the other less ethical behavior. <laughs> um, although one of the things that I do want to push back on is specifically there's a number of hooks in this game specifically to try and get you to spend more money on it despite this being an $80 game when you buy all the expansions in the first pat or like all of it at once right because mm-hmm. you can still buy treasure maps um Forzathon points to buy exotic supercars from the backstage area right and uh aside from the ads <laughs> as well <laughs> So, I mean, there are still other hooks still in this game where you can potentially become a whale, i.e. the person that's spending more money on this game so everybody else can enjoy it. Which I think, I think the one caveat I will say to that is this actually does have a limit. A lot of other games I've seen that do that mechanic, you can literally spend thousands of dollars on the game. Forza does not allow that. I think if you bought every single piece of content that is available to you, you'd be just over a hundred bucks. Depends on whether or not you got it as a bundle or not. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's true. Um, If you bought them all individually, which I guess you could do, you'd probably be at about, I don't know, maybe 130. I'd have to add them all up. It doesn't do the stuff where a lot of other games, that a lot of other games do, where, where, you know, if you want to skip ahead in the game, you pay extra... And you can just keep doing that and work your way up to the top without doing a whole lot of gameplay. You know, just by pouring money into the game, you can win. It doesn't do that. You, you can buy packs, upgrades, expansions. I think the only thing that you mentioned there that, that you can do that, but you can only do it once, is the treasure map. I can't remember. It's, I don't think it's very expensive. And all it does is it tells you where all the signs are that you can collect, which... Oh. Is that what that does? I didn't that, even engage with it besides, oh, this is wanting my wallet. <laughs> yeah, it, it literally, all it does is there's there's all these little signs that you can smash through, and they give you either experience or they make it cheaper to fast travel in the game. It's like little, little perk-type deals when you find them all. It's a treasure hunt is what it is. And you can buy the treasure map, and then... It unlocks all of it for you. It tells you where it is. You still have to go find them all and smash them, but it'll tell you where they are on the map. The irony is... You can do the same thing with Google. Um, 
You can just Google where all the the signs are, and it will give you a map, and you can go find them all. Not that I would be the kind of person to do that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 531 roads traveled to 531. I'm looking at you. Uh, yeah, I have traveled every road in the game. I did, to be fair, I played all the way through until I got about 95% of all the signs, and there were a few I couldn't find, and I got frustrated, and so both my friend and I that play it, we were just like, screw it, we're Googling this, and we found the rest of the, the handful of signs we couldn't find before. So, so yeah, you can do that. You don't have to buy their thing. But either way, my point is, you can't keep pouring money into it. There's no... And And to be fair, also, when you're playing online and stuff, there's not... The people that have poured money into it and gotten a bunch of cars and stuff don't have any, like, real advantage over the people that haven't. There's nothing in the game that creates an advantage based on finances, which I appreciate. I kind of understand that in the AAA space, they're trying to just grab money from every corner of the room they can find it. Forza's no exception. They gotta pay uh, that entire development team plus the extra contractors just for the artwork. <laughs> yeah, and if you see this game, it is huge. I'm sure it costs astronomical amounts of money to produce, and they are continuing to produce content for it and have been since it's 2021 as we record this and the game came out in 2018. They're still releasing content, and you don't need a subscription for that. If you buy the base game, you get it. So This is also included in the Xbox ultimate game pass or whatever they're calling it yes so free if you have a trial <laughs> yeah the barrier is even lower if you already have that but yeah my point still stands no i don't disagree and kind of to walk back my super hard push towards it being like a just a callous money grab this game isn't nearly as bad as pretty much any of the ubisoft titles i've played lately <laughs> Uh, yeah. The most yeah. recent one being, what is it, Starlink, which is an absolutely adequate game marred to being almost unplayable by uh, the additional mandatory DLC that they, or almost mandatory DLC they put into that game as well. Yeah, I can't stand stuff like that. That drives me bonkers. You know, game developers need to make money. It's a, it's a reality, but only when you're not taking advantage of your players, I think. Mm. If you snake somebody by let, making them buy a game and then going, oh, oops, we didn't tell you that you have to pay more in order to really play it, that is so shady in my book. Yeah, you know, I absolutely agree with that one. But they did put just enough in there, and the wheel spins coupled with quite literally arcadely showering you in all of this extras that just come around when you're trying to drive the, a damn car like awards and all these points and all this flashiness oh yeah the dopamine hit is real and all of it kind of just left the impression of i'm driving in a skinner box <laughs> for those that don't know what a skinner box is i should really explain that a skinner box is an idea in psychology where you use this box to test operant conditioning on either animals or people, usually animals first, because yeah, there's some less than uh, desirable things you could do with a Skinner box. IE gambling is one of them. 
But the idea of a Skinner box is you give either random reinforcement or other behavioral encouragement to get the, either the player in this case or the animal in the case of the Skinner box to do what you want them to. And it can get really bad when you start doing this reinforcement because if you're doing a random reinforcement like i don't know a wheel spin you get the person low grade addicted to something and that's kind of one of the problems with uh, putting a skinner box into a game like this yes there isn't the extra money that would normally be associated with that wheel spin hit in the case of a slot machine but it's still in this game and that's why I have reservations about it. Like, I know, Devin, you were talking about this before the podcast yeah. started. And you're like, oh, yeah, I just need to do this for a dopamine hit. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, it's been kind of a rough week. And um, I decided to play a little bit of Forza earlier just to drive around and have fun. I am not really a car person, but I like cars. I just know nothing about them. And so it's fun <laughs> to get in the game and drive around the pretty scenery and see all the care that the developers put into the world in cool cars that I will never in a million years be able to, you know, get within 10 feet of. So uh, so I go cruising around in my Aston Martin Vantage and uh, and then I'm like, you know what? I could really use kind of a dopamine hit because this is fun, but also I have wheelie spins. So I just spin the wheels and they really don't matter to me at all because I'm an extremely casual player. And like Tom said, like there's no like you just they just throw these things at you, like the more points you earn. So I don't feel like it's not really harming me, but it definitely is like, oh, yeah, I just want to feel good. So I'm going to go spin the wheel and win a thing. And it's like, oh, cool. I got silver leggings <laughs> from my <laughs> Drivatar. Like, okay. Like, I got red flat shoes. Okay. You know, ooh, biker boots. Neat. Ooh, this car. I don't remember what it was. If it was a something Ferrari. And it's like, all right, cool. Like, you know, and. But yeah, I definitely like approached it as, you know, I'm having a rough day. I could just use that dopamine hit because I know that that's how that works. And, yep. it, and it does because it was exciting. And for about, you know, a half an hour, I was like, yeah, I feel a lot better now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And and I would agree, like the way Forza does it without having like that encouragement for you to pay real money for this sort of thing. Like I, it's definitely not egregious in that sense, but Still, knowing all the, the tips and tricks and seeing that, you know, a system like the wheel spins in any other game, like, that would be monetized to hell. That would just right. be that would just be loot boxes on a wheel, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so I appreciate that they don't do that and that they do make it very arcadey where it's like, you've already paid in, you just get to have fun and collect all the, the bits and bobbles and just drive around and have a good time. Like, I appreciate that, but... I also look at it and go, yeah, I know how this works. I know oh, what yeah. this is for. This is this is to keep you. This is to keep you coming back. Like even if you're not paying in money to it or something else, you're still putting in your time. You're still coming back to the game to you know get a little bit of a arcadey fun hit. I think I think the other thing it does is it, it makes you play longer because what yeah. you'll do mm -hmm. is, and I think that's the main purpose of it, because you'll be yeah. cruising around, and I've done this. I've, I can't even tell you how many times I've done this. We'll, my, my friend and I will get the things we were trying to accomplish that day done in the game, and then mm -hmm. I'll check my festival playlist, and I'll be like, oh, I've got a challenge. I have to crash through 10 garbage pails, and I can get a wheel spin. 
Mm-hmm. And so I'll go hunt down some garbage pails and crash through them just to get the <laughs> challenge done when I was ready to shut the game off. Yeah, definitely. And then, the wheel, and then I'll spin the wheel, and I'll be like, oh, I just want a new car. Oh, cool. I got Well, i got to try it. And yeah. so then yeah. I'll go drive yeah. it around. And I need to play dress up with my avatar if you're if you're one of those kinds of people who wants to do that. You know? Yeah, or you can be me and just put them in the shortest of shorts that are pink <laughs> glitter and some polka dot flats with little red bows on them and uh, make him do ballet with a Viking hat on because why not? I don't care I mean, about my drive at all, so why not make him look as ridiculous as possible? <laughs> and, <laughs> so... then, and then when your drive inevitably beats somebody and does that ridiculous ballet dance, you're teabagging them, and you're not even there. It's great. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, man. And that's kind of the reason I wanted to bring it up, because although, yes, this is a benign, relatively benign version of the mm-hmm. Skinner box, it's still at the end of the day is Skinner box. And I do want to make sure that if you play games, you are aware of that. Yeah. Like it's fine. If a Skinner box is what you do, push button, get food. Awesome. Push button, get dopamine. Awesome. Just be aware that you're doing it. Yeah. And that's kind of why I wanted to talk about Forza because watching you play it before we decided to actually talk about this game. Yeah. All I was seeing was Skinner box because it was like, <laughs> oh, I'm just driving here. And this thing is constantly throwing points at me up at the top saying, oh, look at you. You did such a good job. And all of this <laughs> and, Skinner and so what, boxing it just oh. to clarify yeah. also what Chandler's talking about. There's a, a counter that pops up on the screen every time you do something cool. If you slide the car, it gives you points. If you do a burnout, it gives you points. If you pass a car you get it gives you points if you crash through something it gives you points if you i mean what you it's realize basically all the time <laughs> yeah what you realize very quickly into playing the game is that if you move the car you will get points <laughs> drive car get points it is yep. so easy to get points that it is yeah. completely and utterly meaningless but but yeah, perhaps there's... I, I suppose there are probably a few people that get really excited when they see all the points that they're getting. For me, it lasted yeah. all of about 30 seconds, and I went, wait, so even if I crash into walls and slam into my opponents and just drive like a complete and utter derp, I still get points? Yep. <laughs> yeah. And the answer is yes. <laughs> yeah. In fact, yeah. the more derpy you are, the odds are good you'll get better points. <laughs> when you drive nicely, you usually don't get as many points. That's true. I, I can speak to that because I'm terrible at driving in this game. I, I just like am incapable in these super fancy cars. And it's just like, yeah, but I'm still getting tons of points, so it can't be too bad, right? Which I think is the purpose of it. I think you're supposed to, if you're a super casual gamer who's not good at yeah. driving, you can drive in the game, and it's constantly rewarding you. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like constant encouragement. Good job. Keep going. Yeah, yeah. And it makes yeah, you feel I, good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It definitely, definitely comes across that way to me, where it's like, I really don't think I should have gotten any points from driving from point A to point B, because, boy, did I, like, go off the road, like, four times. I accidentally, like, ran into somebody, just some random traffic on the road. 
I jumped the median. I like all of these things. It's like I'm I'm going down the highway at like 200 miles an hour, and I can't control the car. And it still gave me all of these points, and was like, "Good job, you got here." Pat yeah. on the back, which feels good. Like it still feels good because it's not like because I feel like if it were the opposite, it'd be like, "Well, I would have bounced really quick." Because it's just like, well. The accessibility here is just way too high for me, so I'm just not gonna. So it's kind of nice where it's like, yeah, even if you suck, we're we're gonna pat you on the back and tell you good job. Like it's okay, you know. You could still have fun even if you can't drive a video game car to drive, you know, to save your life. You know? Which, which I think is the point. A lot of the racing games I've played in the past, mm-hmm. you're you're absolutely on the money when you say that most of them have a really high cost mm-hmm. of play. You have to be into this stuff in order to pick it up, mm-hmm. um, and there's a weird jump in the in the the car racing game world where you have the super arcade racers, the midnight clubs of racing. I love mm-hmm. that game so much. Oh, <laughs> who doesn't? Midnight Club was great, but it was not Never a simulator. It. No, <laughs> it was a lot of fun, but it had absolutely nothing to do with reality. Yeah. So you have those games that are kind of your gateway games. They get you into playing racing games, and you're like, this is fun, I'm enjoying this. And without Forza Horizon, I would argue that what happens is if you really enjoy a game that's super arcadey like Midnight Club or something similar, and then you try to jump into a sim racer, and one I that immediately jumps to mind, like if you really like racing games, then like iRacing, or mm. there's, uh, what else? Uh, my brain is completely, like Assetto Corsa something like that a serious racing game you're going to be like underwater drowning because those games i mean it, it's the equivalent of jumping out of an airplane in grand theft auto 5 and then jumping out of a real airplane <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 they have yeah. nothing to do with each other <laughs> and you are going to be totally in over your head if you if you try to jump from gta 5 to real life yeah yeah. And so what I think Horizon 4 does really well is it introduces you to simulation physics and it says, "Okay, this isn't totally a simulator. It's reality adjacent." <laughs> reality adjacent. It's just <laughs> yeah. a simulation enough. <laughs> I mean, it's it's easy to drive and the game holds yeah. your hand in so many ways to make it really simple. Mm-hmm. And even if you totally suck, like you said, it it pats you on the back the whole time and it says good job here's all these points and oh here's a free car and oh boy are you doing such a great job yeah go just go drive around some more it's totally fine there's so many things to do like just go just go go and enjoy it, yourself yeah and if you're having a hard time and you're losing a lot of races it actually has a mechanic built into it where it will say it, you'll get a pop-up that says it seems like you're having a hard time would you like to reduce the difficulty of yep. The, the, uh uh-huh. you know, The other drivers. Yes. And you can. And yep. Then you'll start winning. Yep. It will. And it and it does it in a way. And like when that pop up happened to me, which was hilarious because <laughs> I I didn't know that that was a thing that was going to happen. But when it happened, I was like, well, of course. But it didn't like I was I was expecting it to come across really judgy. Like you're having a hard time, but it kind of didn't. And like as someone who's like very sensitive to that kind of thing, even from a video game, like an inanimate object, more or less, 
you know, really sensitive to that sort of thing. Like I was like, oh, this was like really gentle. It's like it just was really like, you know what? We we want you to have fun and we're we're not sure you're having fun. If you are (laughs) totally fine, disregard this message. But you can turn the difficulty down, like as opposed to some other games when they give you the same message, like looks like you're struggling. Maybe you should turn the difficulty down. It feels kind of judgy. Wow. Like it wasn't judgy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like maybe you should consider turning the difficulty down. You failed a lot. It's like, oh my god. Yeah. But no, like Forza was really gentle about it. Just like you you know, you can turn the difficulty down and maybe that'll help. But yeah. you know, it's totally okay. You don't have to do that. And yeah. um, and the difficulty level that it'll drop to is to the point where the car will actually drive itself around the turns and brake for you yep. and accelerate for you. It'll <laughs> basically play itself. Yeah, and you could turn on those options at any time in the settings. Like, yeah. I was impressed by the level of of accessibility options in the game. And it was it was mind-boggling. I was like, wait, they will basically, like, you can turn it where, like, it will just turn for you. Like, you don't ever have to turn. Like, yep. wow, <laughs> that's neat. And it'll pat you on the back the whole time until you're doing a good job. I, I will yeah, say, yeah, it's like it is totally the most... fine. There's no shame in needing the computer to turn the car for you. You know, <laughs> yeah, it is the most positive, upbeat game you'll ever play. And yeah. I think, I think that maybe that is the main purpose of all the wheel spins and everything else. Because there's not, there's not like a monetary reason for them to hook you and get you playing it regularly beyond like buying the expansion packs and stuff, but. There's, it's not like there's a monthly subscription. There's nothing that, like, they don't gain anything from someone mm-hmm. who has played 50 hours versus someone who's played 500. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's a lot of people that buy all the expansion packs and play 50 hours and they're done. And I'm also totally confident that there are a lot of people, because I was one of them until very recently, that puts in 500 hours and has none of the expansion packs. I, I think mm-hmm. until... I hit about 400 hours. I had nothing but the absolute base game. Mm-hmm. And it was after I hit 400 hours that I went, you know, I've seriously gotten my money's worth. Yeah. This game owes me nothing. And I was yeah. like, maybe I should get the expansion packs and maybe it'll give me a little more fun so I can play some more and enjoy it a little more. Um, and it did. To be fair, I still mostly play in the base game. So... Um, yeah, I, yeah. I think I think the primary reason for all those dopamine hits is it's actually I think what they're trying to do, and the developers have kind of said as much. They're trying to get new uh, racing game enthusiasts in the world. They're trying to get those people, the, the the person who is ten years old, and this is the first racing game they they play, and they're having so much fun because they can race with daddy, and. Daddy has all this time, and Daddy gets with all of his friends every, you know, like two or three times a week, and they're like super hardcore, and they have a car club, and they have thousands of hours into the game, and they've got all the things, and they race into the most hardcore simulated mode there is. But their son can play with them. I I feel like you just said what your future is going to be, Tom. I know. I I was having like a weird. I was like, whoa, am I am I looking into the future right now? Is this Tom predicting his future? I mean, that would be really cool. I'm not gonna lie. I would we'll totally check be back with everyone in ten years, and we'll let you know. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just had to bring that up because yeah, I was like, but... oh, that does sound like some some sort of future you would be living in. Oh, I would totally do that. One thousand percent, I would do that. Yeah. Um, 
and I think I think that's kind of the beauty of it is it does allow in and I don't know of very many other games that are like this in the regard that it allows the relatively hardcore gamers I'm not going to call it super hardcore again this is a fairly arcadey game mm-hmm. um, but there are a lot of people that I know that are into really hardcore like i racing types of simulators that still play motor mm-hmm. or, or uh, sorry uh, Horizon because it's open world and it's fun it's it's more lighthearted it's more of a way yeah. to relax than it is like you have to ramp yourself up to play those simulators because it is an event. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, there's a reason that it, they've gotten into esports, and during the pandemic, they actually stopped. I, I don't know if you guys knew this, but NASCAR, Indy. <laughs> NASCAR, yeah. They stopped racing in real life, and they literally played iRacing as part of the series for points. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it, it replaced the real deal. And there yeah. were several drivers that lost their careers playing a video game. Yep. <laughs> well, wasn't there that also that one <laughs> driver who ended up, like, rage quitting halfway through a race? Yeah, he lost his career. <laughs> yep. His sponsors dumped him after that. Yep. They were like, you're yep, acting his... like a child. Goodbye. Yep. They were like, that was unprofessional. Goodbye. <laughs> yep. So, I mean, like, yep. iRacing is obviously serious. <laughs> like, yeah. you can't play iRacing to chill after work. It's the wrong environment. Yeah. Horizon is that environment. It's where you can go and not really care if you're the fastest driver, but just go and have a good time. Yeah. You, you come in You come in 10th place. It's fine. Yeah, it's whatever. The game totally you know. rewards you. You get last place and the game's like, congratulations, you suck. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's more like, congratulations, you finished the race. And right. It's like, yeah, I finished the race. You yeah. can literally come in last place and it will give you points and it will give yep. you money and it will, it will, yep. there's this excited fanfare that plays and... <laughs> And you're like, it's, it's very, it's, I don't know. It's, it's kind of, it was kind of a surreal experience. Like the first little while I played because I was like, I don't understand why is it being so nice when I'm clearly so bad and, and I'm, I'm I'm very, I'm abusing these poor cars that they're putting me in. Like (laughs) I I can't drive straight. I go off the rail. I've got to rewind a lot because I can't turn like, what is going on? But then after a while, it was like, you know what? I actually don't mind that it's being so nice to me. Like, it feels good. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm bad and it's not the game isn't punishing me for being bad. You know, I, I'm okay with that. That's kind of a, that's a new experience for me. Usually games are kind of like, well, you're just bad. I'm sorry. Well, and it's, like, yeah. it's particularly, go play something else. It's particularly <laughs> unique in a, a style of game that is inherently competitive. Mm-hmm. Um, Racing is all about being the best, and and if you're not the best, then you need to work on being the best. And this game completely flies in the face of that. It doesn't care. Mm-hmm. You will have yeah. a ball getting in last place. Yeah. It won't matter. And not even... You get timed out because you suck so hard, and it's like, yay, look at these people on the podium, and look who's <laughs> still getting stuff at the end. <laughs> yep. It's like, you know... <laughs> Which I kind yeah. of enjoy. I've I've been into cars for a long time. I love racing. I love I I want to go to a real track with my actual car and and take it around the track. I, I'm fairly competitive, but I've never been like a, I've never been one of those people that like works my butt off to become the best. I'm more of a I want to work my butt off to be part of a group. 
And so mm-hmm. this game kind of fits my mojo a little bit better because I don't care about having the fastest car. I just want to be yeah. out with my friends who all have fast cars and all, and just and, go have fun. And that's kind <laughs> of a that's kind of interesting. You you mentioned that because yeah, because even if you're not playing with other real people or like playing with your friends, like the way that they've set up the NPCs is kind of like well, they're your friends, like they're your yeah. crew, like. You, you only see them a couple times during certain things and you hear their voices, which again, top tier voice acting. The voice actors all went really hard on their roles and they didn't have to, but they did. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's great. Um, and, and like, they're all really like likable people and you feel part of the group. Like, you know, you find a barn find and, you know, your buddies like, oh, hey, like, this is really cool. We'll get it fixed up for you. You know, and, and like, you know, just kind of like small talk or you know, when you purchase a, a a house or whatever, it's just like, oh yeah, this is this place. And, you know, I think you'd probably really like it, but, you know, watch out for the historical society because yeah. <laughs> they're rough. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, and, and things like that. And then like, oh yeah, did you hear about these new races over there? Like you could go check it out, you know, do be proud. You know, it's, and I don't know. It's kind of, it's, it's interesting. Cause like, you know, they feel like they're very like, you know, just, they're just there to give you information about the thing that you're doing. They're not real characters, but at the same time, they kind of place them as, you know, part of your team. Like they're part of your group. Yeah. And, and your friends, you know, even if you're not playing with real friends, you know, like they, they, they're, they're people in the world that care about you and your success, Mm -hmm. you know, if you're playing on your own or just like in that game space, which is kind of neat. Um, I think also, that one guy's got a really sexy accent. And, yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. Oh. Also, that one girl's got a really British, se- actually. So. They all have they all have sexy accents. Let's be real. All the guys and girls they got sexy accents. Yeah, yeah they're like, they're all ooh. British accents, and they're classy yeah. British too. You know. Oh yeah. So and, it's yeah. And it's not like an American doing a British accent. They hired local, and it shows. Yeah, yeah. it shows. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And they didn't hire like oh. Bob from across the office, he can do a voice. <laughs> he can do a voice. It's no. so proud. Yeah, these are professionals. Yeah, these are professional oh. voice actors from the UK, and it shows. Yeah. And yeah. I think that actually helps with the approachability of this game, which. Mm-hmm. So I do shit on this game because Skinner boxes make my skin crawl as a developer. They have their place. I don't want to be anywhere near them. But on the flip side, Forza is incredibly approachable as a game, and I would argue probably one of the best bridges between arcade and simulator, because it is so approachable. Not even placing, not even finishing a, a, a map. Oh, it's all fine. It's all fine. That's good. Yep. That that yep. that is what needs to be done for an approachable game, and it's not just that. Like if a, a casual scrub like me comes into this game, and wants to race with Tom, who has all the cars, <laughs> yeah, we can still do that. And let's say I don't have I don't know a a retro hatchback or whatever type of car. Well, you could just borrow your buddies. Thumbs up. That yep. makes it ever more approachable. Unless your buddy tuned the car to be undrivable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's a different topic. Because it it actually does do that balancing act of 
keeping it friendly and approachable for new people. Yeah. But still have enough there to keep the hardcore players playing. I think the the best. Yeah, it really is. And the best example of this, just to give you the like incredible breadth of, of coverage that this game has, like we already said, it will basically drive the car for you on the bottom scale and give you a bunch of completely and utterly inept, you know, uh, never even seen a car in their life drivers to compete against. <laughs> or on the higher end, where like where my buddy and I like to play, you have to drive, you have to use a clutch to change gears, you oh. can change the tire pressure in all the tires, you can change all the gear ratios in your gearbox, how your differential engages and disengages, um, all of the alignment, camber, caster, uh, toe, spring rates, damper settings. I mean, like, seriously much, nerdy stuff. How much and, blinker <laughs> fluid is in your left blinker versus right? <laughs> right. Yep. Like, super nuanced, like, really getting into the weeds level of detail. And it has a good physics engine. It's running on a Forza Motorsport. It's basically a dumbed-down Forza Motorsport engine. So it does things mm-hmm. like it simulates the shape of your tires while you're driving the car. Which is super cool. Yes. <laughs> um, you can feel it when you're going into a turn. Like, when you first initiate yep. your turn, you can feel the rubber. And I don't know how they do this in a way that... I mean, you can feel it. You're, you're holding a controller. Yeah. You can feel mm-hmm. it. But you can feel it. You you can, and every car handles differently. Oh yeah, uh, can confirm. As someone who does not know car but like car, like I can tell you, like yeah, like it. Every car fundamentally handles differently, and you can. It, it's really cool. To, it's, <laughs> How do they do that? Right. It's to the point that like my buddy and I have built our own vehicles, the cars that we like, our project cars that we play with on you know on the weekends in the game. And we've tried to make them as close to reality as we can possibly get. And we've done some experimentation to see, like, okay, does it does it drive kind of similar? I mean, obviously, it's a video game versus reality. It's not going to be the same, but it's shockingly yeah. close. Um, <laughs> you know, my, my tires hook up in real life at around the same speed that they hook up in the game. And so now my buddies and I tend to speculate on upgrades for our real live cars by doing the upgrades in the game, driving the car, playing with it, changing spring rates, mm-hmm. doing all the stuff that we're thinking about doing to our real cars and going, hmm, you know, I didn't actually like the way it handled after I did this upgrade. Maybe I should try this other setup. Oh, wow, that's actually better. And then we go spend money on our real cars based on what we learned in Forza. That's getting pretty real. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's wild. Yeah. I don't know. It, it's just like, oh, wow. Like, um, I think it was that first time when you were playing it, we were watching you stream it, uh, Tom. And um, I can't remember. What were you? Were you driving the Warthog from Halo? Like, <laughs> yes, it was something yes. with big tires. And that was where I noticed because I was watching the screen and I was like, wait, he just took that turn and, and the tires deformed. They like, did. they're changing their shape. And I was just like staring at it and like Tom and Chandler just talking about whatever. And I'm like hyper focused on the tires. <laughs> and I went, hey, do they simulate the, ti- the, the, the force on the tires? Because the tires are changing. I'm watching them. And <laughs> not only like, do they look. Wait. It's true, and not only do they they change visually, they change in, like mm-hmm. the your traction is based around this. The, yep. Mm-hmm. The game uses that as a part of its physics model. 
So it's yeah. pretty cool. <laughs> it's really neat. I, I don't know. Like, I'm kind of nerdy about that stuff. I am and, too. and that's like really cool <laughs> that they can do that. And then when you're holding a controller, that you, you somehow feel that happening. And, or or not, depending on what you're driving, right? Like, yeah. Or, you know, you're trying to get your Aston Martin up a mountain, which you would never, ever do in real life, but you're going, wow, the game is actually letting me do this, but I can actually feel everything coming apart in this car <laughs> <laughs> as I'm taking it as at, like, you know, a 45-degree angle straight up over rocks. Like... <laughs> I'm just skyriming this thing up, <laughs> up the mountain. It, <laughs> it, it was, it's a really it, interesting dichotomy of like lots and lots of simulation aspects with just the biggest sandbox to go fuck around in that you've <laughs> ever yeah. seen. Yeah, a bunch of like arcadey nonsense. That yeah, you, like, this, <laughs> you would never, you would never get this far in real life. But wow, it's letting me do it. So let's see what happens. You can spend <laughs> ten hours dialing in your your car for a specific track, and then you can take that car and jump it off of the top of a mountain. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, just you know, <laughs> jumping off the top of the mountain while Zadok the priest is playing in the background Hell on yeah. your classical radio station. <laughs> Hell yeah! Uh, <laughs> and I say that as a person who totally would roll up in a Jaguar Mark II, blasting Vivaldi's Gloria in Excelsis Deo. But you know, you are. If anyone gets that reference, please let me know because nobody's gonna get that reference. It went right over my head. Yeah, Mine I, too. And I was an I, orchestra with you, so. <laughs> so I noticed neither of you were talking about when you actually land the vehicle right between the two uh, safe spots to land on that rock where you just high center it. And in reality, <laughs> yep. it would cause the car to fold wheels yeah. touching. Yep. And this is yeah. where the super hyper realistic physics engine goes. Nope. Um, yep. Everything is fine. Uh, the car Everything's is fine. fine. And uh, uh, somehow you end up getting traction and you drive away from that. Yeah. yeah or you just happened. stand there rocking back and forth going, uh-oh. <laughs> and then they came back to reality. You, re- you, rewind, you rewind reality and then you realize you can't rewind far enough to keep this from happening. <laughs> yeah, by the way, yeah, you can also uh, you can time travel in the game. You can go backwards in yeah. time. So if you screw up something yep. horribly, you can just push a button and try again which is great (laughs) which is awesome which is super cool until you've gotten yourself into that you know trapped on a rock scenario where you can't get out or also i also like when you jump off of something with your car and then it lands on the ground and you hear this like bone shattering metallic crunching noise (laughs) and it everything every every bone in my body goes ah ouch and the the damage (laughs) but the car still goes and it's fine yeah the damage model goes far enough to like knock your rear view mirrors off yeah but nothing else it's like well your mirrors couldn't survive that crash but everything else is completely fine (laughs) i crashed flipped three times in the air and then landed on my tires and i was just like no (laughs) but okay i'm gonna drive away into this field of sheep 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 that are really fast, suspiciously fast, almost like, like you can't hit. They them. accelerate so to the point where you can't hit them. Yeah. Yeah. So are chickens. Mm-hmm. Though I do appreciate that they that they did that in the game. I could I know why they did it, but I also appreciate that they did it because boy, when you're going like 
200 miles an hour and it's suddenly sheep it's like oh no <laughs> this poor sheep it's definitely <laughs> oh dead. no wow. there's no way i'm going to stop to save anyone there's gonna be sheep mutton. get out of the way there's gonna yep. be mutton everywhere <laughs> yep <laughs> wow that that sheep accelerated like 300 miles an hour to get out of my way that was impressive isn't it amazing isn't evolution amazing that they like have the sense <laughs> to like get out of the way and run really really fast when there's a car coming at them at 200 miles an hour like <laughs> i will say uh my buddy did manage to hit an animal the other night when we were playing <gasps> no. um, and the game did not because you're not supposed to be able to so the game just did not yeah. know how to handle that and it like slowed his car down the animal just ran off but it like <laughs> kind of like the game kind of stuttered a little bit it was like oh crap that wasn't <laughs> like, supposed to like happen. it had collision <laughs> yeah. like it had collision but it wasn't sure what to do because yeah. there's like there's no information there it's just like okay whatever <laughs> yep it basically just slowed him down briefly and the animal ran off and he was just kind of like well, that kind of screwed up my race, but kind of interesting that I finally managed to hit an animal. <laughs> wow, yeah. I mean, I was ch chasing chickens the other day, thinking I could catch them. And no, can't catch the chickens. They're fast. And then I felt bad that I was trying to catch the chickens and, at 150 miles an hour. <laughs> we need to review Grand Theft Auto V next, I think. Work on that oh, guilt no. complex. Oh, boy. We all know that's oh, not boy. actually on the list. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh man yeah with all my reservations and all the things that even make me want to hit the gag button this game is still a great game i found myself like waiting for whatever to happen on the evening and like before it happened oh i could just go into a race this is this is a great filler it's only yep. going to take a couple of minutes and it can be a short session and the game accommodates mm -hmm. even that type mm -hmm. of play, too. Yep. Yeah, you so, can I mean, fire it up, play for five minutes, and shut it off. Yeah. Yeah, I think earlier when I played it, it was just like I turned it on, played for 20 minutes, like did a race, drove around for a while, and then I was like, okay, I've got to go do something else now, and then, you know, turn it off, and, you know, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where the game really shines. It can accommodate an evening of playing and tuning and doing all that. Or you could just go in for one race or even just chase chickens around for funsies yep <laughs> dry see see how how destructive you can be with this you know exotic sports car uh, yep. <laughs> i feel bad for every stone fence that i have crushed in this game yep just jump hills and you're like 1936 bentley or whatever <laughs> And you know those stone fences, because this is the UK, like, some of them are, like, hundreds of years old. And you're just yep. recklessly barreling I through them at high speed. I feel bad every like, time. <laughs> mostly frustrated by the fact that you've been mildly slowed down somehow by a gigantic yeah. stone fence. Yeah. And that's your I main feel, I feel bad every time. <laughs> I'm just like, damned fence, why is it in my way? <laughs> Yeah, this game has some really funny dichotomies like that. <laughs> the developers hand-placed all of those ancient stones. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I guess we should at least mention the artwork in this. Yes. This game oh, is yes. stunning. Yeah, absolutely it's, stunning. It's absolutely stunning. It. The, yeah. Wow. Yeah, mm -hmm. there's, this is one place where I genuinely... Like, I'm absolutely floored by the game itself because it goes through and does a hell of a lot. And despite that, it still gets everything done within the given budget window that they put in for any given scene. 
all of it. Even if you can somehow clip your car through the ground, which I I've did only managed would, to do. Only once I've managed to do that. Despite me crashing into trees, rocks, and every other collidable object. I only did once, and the game still handled it relatively gracefully. Just putting my car back where it was when before I tried that silly yep. thing. To no judgments. <laughs> I have 500 hours in the game, 500 plus, and I literally got to fall through the map for the first time this week. Wow. Yeah. Which is so, impressive. That's incredible. <laughs> that's a game with a lot of polish, and I will say it has glitches. Boy, after 500 hours, I can tell you about the glitches, but they're relatively few and far between as far as, you know, a game this big goes. Um, so... <laughs> Yeah. The, bi the biggest glitch I've seen, and but let me tell you, this is a big glitch. The drivatars in offline mode drive like normal people. Yep. <laughs> that is a huge glitch. They should be driving around at 200 miles an hour trying to hit me yep. because, you know, that's how online people are. And yep. going last second non-collision before driving off into the sunset. Uh -huh. Yeah, I guess that's another point we got to bring up is when you first get into the game, it dumps you into this world, but it's dumping you into a server with, I, I want to say, somewhere around 20 people in the server um, on average. Mm -hmm. And uh, and the servers are still full, even though this game came out in 2018. Mm -hmm. um, you're, you're never playing alone. There's always people playing. But yeah, it, it dumps you into a, a room and there's there's real people driving around doing their thing all the time. Which is kind of cool. Gives the game a feeling of, of real life that you don't get in a lot of other games. Like, you feel like you're... Mm -hmm. it, it feels more similar to driving out into the world and you have the ability to randomly encounter and befriend somebody rather than just being in, like, this little, you know, you know, enclosed room by yourself with a bunch of fake people. And I've mm -hmm. had experiences like that. I've had, like, where I was just having a good time on Fortune Island drifting down the mountain suddenly somebody who's also playing online decides that they want to drift with me. And then suddenly the two of us are just drifting up and down the mountain together. We're not even talking via voice chat. You can. You can link up and they can do something called joining your convoy and then you can talk to each other. But sometimes you don't. There's something beautiful about just randomly encountering a stranger and driving with them for a while and having a good time mm -hmm. and then just kind of going your separate ways. It's kind of cool. <laughs> Um, yeah, it makes the game feel a lot more real, in a way. I think that's cool. No, I totally agree with that. Like, I never yeah. really had any meaningful interactions outside of the, I guess, in this game it would be called a crew or convoy mm -hmm. that I actively joined and that I knew the people outside Forza itself, but the mere idea of just like randomly trying the same challenge with somebody else and watching how they're attempting it is kind of interesting. Yeah. Well, even the world, there's a bunch of places where people tend to congregate. If you want to go, the, one of the biggest places is down at the drag racing strip and the, by the horizon festival, you can go down there and drag race strangers at any time during the day. And there's almost always somebody down there willing to race you. And if you do that, like, Again, these are random strangers. You can, if you're, you know, your friends are busy or whatever and you want to play this game, you can go play with the, the drag strip for a little while, do some racing down there, 
And within a matter of a few minutes, odds are very good. You'll end up getting a request from someone to join either their convoy or have you, you know, or join yours. Because people are doing the same thing. It's kind of like there's spots where people go to kind of meet up. And there's people that like to go drifting. They tend to hang out on Fortune Island. Fortune Island has an incredible drifting road. You can find somebody to convoy up with on Fortune Island anytime. The more serious, like, road racing types tend to go to the Lego Island, which is really funny to me. But Lego actually has the best road racing maps and some of the best rally courses in the game. <laughs> <laughs> so, and there's always people playing on it. And uh, drag racing is really big at the during in the main game. But yeah, you can always find somebody to go play with. And again, it kind of helps with... The car community is a community. There is a, a lot of people that... It's a, it's a social event. Most people don't build cars for themselves, to be perfectly honest. Most people build cars to share. And that's why car meets and things happen. And one of the things that the developer mm -hmm. kind of talked about with Forza is they wanted to create this idea that you could do, like, a car meet in the game where you, you go into the game and, you know, there's a bunch of people online and you show up with your car and then everyone kind of looks at your car and then you look at their car and then you go race and you go drag racing and then you become friends. And that totally happens. So it, that's cool that they can kind of do that. It's, it's Again, I think it kind of goes along with the, like, it's a competitive game. But I've never gotten the impression from the game that it's about, it's like all about winning. This is more about finding community, which is cool. <laughs> it's the part of the car community that I love the most, like on display. So yeah, that's a total diatribe. But anyway. <laughs> no, I mean, you are the high-end enthusiast of this, and it's it's. It rather telling that both Devin and I could still play this game with you. Yeah. Even you can, in that situation. You mm -hmm. could literally use this game to get somebody into cars. That's cool. Or at least virtually into cars. <laughs> at least that. But, I mean, a lot of the time, that's how car, like, car enthusiasm is created. It's created with something simple like this, and then you have a lot of fun in a game, and then you're like, what would it be like to do this in real life? And as someone who's a car enthusiast, I love the idea that this is like a gateway drug. Mm. Um, first try is free. <laughs> Up until you have to do your fucking alternator for the third time. Yeah, just wait until you, you... You think this game is expensive. You just wait till you get into the real thing, and you'll realize very quickly that um, no amount of money in the world is enough. <laughs> and you will be broke all the time because your car will just devour it like a black hole. Yep, it's an expensive hobby. <laughs> yeah, in life yeah. really expensive. Yeah, but, uh, but hey, this is a lot cheaper. <laughs> Maybe that's why the game showers you in money all the time. It's just kind of like we're sorry. We're You're sorry for what we're doing to life. you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we know we might be giving you a new hobby, and it's going to ruin you. So. We're going to pretend in this little fictional world that you have infinite money, okay? Have fun. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when you put it like that, that this game's probably the best um, showcase for the car culture in general. At least yeah. the best parts of car culture. Yeah, I would say that's probably true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is... A, ah, I figured it out. It's Forza Horizon is the game about car culture. Forza Motorsport is about racing. Yeah. They are different. That checks out. Yeah. 
There's overlap, <laughs> to be sure. Well, I guess this would be the part of the podcast where we talk about how, trying to improve it, but considering how we've gushed about this uh, game itself for so long, I don't think we have a whole lot to change besides uh, maybe some more polish or more cars. More cars make it Japan because, my God, do I want to do that. That sounds I awesome. I would super play Forza Horizon in Japan. Like, I Yeah. That's really intriguing. Like, like, that's compelling to me. So, FYI, there are some very serious rumors that are starting to escape the level of being rumors and starting to be like, this is a thing, that it is going to be Japan. Mm-hmm. So, really hoping that's the case. I want to uh, relive my Tokyo Drift fantasies in, in actual <laughs> Japan. <laughs> I know, it's like, I'm yes. just, like, imagining, like, driving, like, at night through, like, you know, streets that are lit up by the lights and the signs and shit, and I'm just like, I, I need, I need that. I need that. <laughs> yes. Well, there's a particular... I need that right now. There's a particular anime called Initial D that is huge uh-huh. in the car community, like a really big deal. Um, some people hate it, like really hate it, but a lot more people really love it and think it's awesome. And yeah, if they, if they create, uh, boy, if they create the Wangan Highway to relive the anime Wangan Midnight Mm -hmm. and then create the, uh, the Toge, um, what is it? Uh, Mount Akina from Initial D. There will be mm-hmm. a lot of people that will, like, a lot of fanboys and fangirls that will be just wetting themselves with excitement for that next game. So, I'll be one of them. Full disclosure. Yeah, I'll, I'll sleep in a tent waiting, you know, outside for release day, if that's, if need be, for that game. <laughs> I'll be sleeping in a tent outside next to my computer as I buy it digitally. Yep. I have to wait for Steam. Uh... Yeah. I have to wait for it. It's downloaded, but I can't play it yet. So oh, that's hilarious. I'm going gonna, gonna to camp out until it's ready. I oh. mean, I've done that for stuff, like even digitally, but yeah, I'm not setting a t- tent up in my tiny ass living room. <laughs> no no offense but. i mean you know i get it i get it but uh you're you're the right you're the you're the casual side of this which this game totally accommodates and loves and i am i'm the total fanboy so oh, i'll take I mean, it <laughs> this, this game does do that bridge very well and i it does deserve respect even from a salty sally like me for it like yeah it does bring people together and it deserves to have the attention that it has because it is a very well polished game like you see the effort of the art team of the programmers of the contractors that did all of the assets of everything and it shows Mm -hmm. and it is incredibly Mm -hmm. well polished now for a casual like me, this doesn't really feel hugely different from like the core racing components of SRS, uh, uh, kind of bringing that back. But that's what the community wants. Yeah. So well, and to be fair, there's not there's I don't think there's even a possibility for real innovation in the racing world at this point because any real innovation that you would get would mean escaping from reality almost entirely. When when the goal is to make it realistic, and then you make a game that's pretty realistic, 
it's hard to innovate from there. Your innovations are going to be incremental. So, yeah, and I completely agree with that. Uh, quality of life and making the game more approachable are probably the best that you can do under the given circumstances. Yeah, and they really do it. Like, oh yeah, straight up, they really do it. Although, who would put a uh, Tureg engine into like a VW Golf? I know there's people that will, but you mm. can't see this. But my hand is up. Yeah, no, no. That seems like a heck of a lot of work for a very fast car. I mean, but... I put a Corvette engine in a crappy old Nissan pickup truck, so. <laughs> I'm looking yep. at you, Tom. Yep, I was gonna say you're asking the wrong guy. <laughs> the answer yeah, no. is yes. <laughs> yeah, like for somebody who has has historically done his own car maintenance out of necessity, like the idea of pulling an engine and putting it back in just exhausts me <laughs> and doing it for fun seems like an entirely foreign concept. But the fact that this game makes it easy and doesn't do something like my summer car where it's you have to pain. Yeah. Where it literally makes <laughs> it feel like I'm fixing my daily driver. I appreciate that. I think I'd rather fix, fix my dra daily driver than try to put together the car from my summer car. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's part of the community that I will never truly understand, but I respect you guys for doing it. <laughs> well, I, I get that and appreciate that. And I also under I don't even know if I understand why I derive joy from it, but yeah. The game does do a good job of giving even a little bit of that. Not that you do any wrenching in the game, but you can totally build weird and stupid things by doing ridiculous motor swaps and then building it up. And and that's mostly what that community is about, is making taking something and making it something fundamentally different from what it originally was. And the game do mm -hmm. gives you that too, which is cool. So it really does do a good job of capturing most of the aspects of the car community. And so. for that, it should be lauded. <laughs> oh, yeah. It is It is a love letter to the car community. That's what this game is. Mm -hmm. I wholeheartedly agree. And I don't think we can truly add much more to it. Ooh, one more improvement I am going to say. No more ads. Or in the very least, one ad and then never again. <laughs> yeah, no, with the huge team that yeah. they have, they're going to get ads. <sighs> yeah. yeah. And they won't. We can ever ask, get... right? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I under ideal conditions, we'd be getting more on a smaller budget, but that's not going to happen. <laughs> but hey, uh, I will pay more for the game if there's no freaking ads in it. I'll, you'll be paying more for the next game, and probably still have ads in it. Unfortunately. Fair. Fair. Uh, yeah. Just looking at uh, how this is a three-year-old game now and it's still 80 bucks for like the deluxe version i i was this is one of the rare games that i really don't think that 80 dollars is actually unfair with the amount of content that you end up getting i think it's actually a bargain um, no i i'm not yeah. arguing it, uh, no, for no. or against that it's just like they are charging a high price for it and like it's kind of deserved because it does do the straddling between simulator and casual yeah, and it's a and, monster of a game. Yeah, and um, simulating a car has to suck. <laughs> oh yeah, there's a lot of work that went into it. Yeah, I I I think this is one of the, I tend to have a 
cutoff for most games where I will really only pay like maybe 20 bucks. I it has to be something pretty special for me to pay more than 20 bucks for a game, which makes me a total cheap ass. But in any case, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. this is the one game like a friend, the friend that I normally play with. He and I were talking about it the other day, and and I was like, honestly, if the next game came out and they said, hey, it's a hundred dollars or a hundred and twenty dollars for the deluxe version, I wouldn't blink. I'd be like, okay. <laughs> and I'd pay it. And it's probably the only game I can I can think of anywhere, period, that I can say that for. So that that's high praise for me. I would be judging, but I've paid $120 for board games before, so I'm just going to zip my lips and sit on my thumbs. <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair. You know, we we just you you spend money on what you love, so. Mm-hmm. But, Absolutely. Uh, well, go buy the game, or get a free trial for Game Pass unless you already have it. Give it a shot, and uh, you know maybe you get hooked, maybe you decide it's not for you. Pretty much worst case scenario is you kind of have a fluff game that is just sort of like a big old comfortable blanket that you can go screw around in for a while and feel good afterwards i don't see very many people playing this game and walking away angry so (laughs) give it a shot you say that but i've seen some pretty salty comments about the drive (laughs) okay actually yeah well when you start actually caring about winning and then a drive cuts you off runs you off the road and then somehow skips a flag like doesn't go through the flag and yet is still allowed to drive off even though you're not allowed to do that, yes, you will say some very salty words. Um, there's another improvement. Fix the freaking drivatars. Make it so that they use the same physics that you do, because when you hit the drivatars, it's like hitting a brick wall. When they hit you, it's like a football being kicked. That sucks. <laughs> I don't like being the football. <laughs> So there's another improvement for you, turn 10. (laughs) I mean, worst case scenario, you are usually the foot and not the football. Because you do careen all the other vehicles off the road, except avatars. I was going to say, when you're not in a race actively, yeah, you're totally the foot, not the football. But when you're in the race, you're the football. You're definitely the football. (laughs) You're just not using the drivatars right. You're supposed to use them as bumpers to get around corners. Yeah. Or maybe oh, that's I, just the way I drive. That's, <laughs> hey, I do that too. <laughs> I mean, after you get punted off of the track enough times, you start going, you know what? Payback's a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you owe me. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. No, I I wholeheartedly agree with that. Uh, okay. Um, any other thoughts on this game? Oh, lots, but we don't have time. <laughs> Okay, any other thoughts you want to bring up on this game? Let me specify. (laughs) No. No, I think we we covered what uh, I had to say. (laughs) Okay. Well, um, let's do some pluggables. I'm remembering this time. (gasps) Whoa. Where can they find you, Devin? Uh, You can find me on Twitter and Instagram, and I occasionally uh, stream on Twitch, and it's at Lady Merowith. The spelling is down in the doobly-doo. Ooh. Yay, we have a doobly-doo. <laughs> <laughs> and how about you, Tom? Um, 
I am on most social media platforms going to be under the name Tamakaze, as I mentioned earlier, and that's T-O-M-A-K-Z-E. Spelled wrong, so it'll fit on an SRS license plate. Woo! Woo 2004! <laughs> that mystery is solved. Uh, <laughs> I think 2004, that sounds about right. Uh, but anyway, I have a YouTube channel um, under the same name where you can see said pickup truck that I, has a Corvette engine that I've built myself, among a few other things. I'm also on Instagram, do a lot of car audio boxes and stuff, since that's what I do for a living. And uh, very rarely use Twitter. I'm mostly a lurker. But uh, Instagram and YouTube are my main things, and they're both under the same name. So come check me out, please. Right on. Not joining the... the twitter pun brigade like me uh, you know <laughs> twitter twitter is i'm good yeah i was yeah, yeah i was trying to figure out a way to yeah that's it that's the way to say it yep you, you just gotta view it as a shit post and call it a day <laughs> pretty much i don't i'm not a nope pass <laughs> fair enough i have it so i can lurk and that's about it fair enough um, well, the, people can find me on Twitter, amusingly enough, as at JC Suron. Um, I mostly do really stupid jokes and rant about how I hate and love game design. I will so, also say it's a really good place to go if you're wanting to keep track of when we release new podcasts, because Chandler's really good about actually saying that, so... Follow yes. him, not me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Ugh. Well, if I was really serious about it, we would have a group Twitter account that we could all post to, but uh, that's not happening yet. Oh, that sounds like a lot of effort. I know, yeah. right? It take five or ten minutes to set up. That's too much. Yeah. A lot of effort. <laughs> this has been The Adventure Mechanics. I'm Chandler. I'm Devin. And I'm the biggest fanboy in the room, Tom. <laughs> and we'll talk to you next time. Bye.